What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Higus, and happy Friday, everybody. We're officially on to a Friday episode, which you know what that means, but if you don't, we're going to be getting into my predictions and analysis for the NFL wildcard games. So let's get it. So yes, the NFL wildcard games start tomorrow, and we are going to be getting into a deep dive analysis of each game's. But before I do that, I want to give a big thank you uh, to this past week. I talked about on Tuesday how I'm going to go hard. This is going to be nonstop daily content, and people have been watching. Now, obviously, I know I don't have this big of a following on the actual podcast. I hope to one day. Um, But I started posting daily on Twitter, on TikTok, and one of the videos just officially reached on TikTok. 5,000 views. We're getting close to, I think, like 500 likes. It truly was awesome. And it was a deep dive analysis of the Dallas Cowboys and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game position by position. So if you want to see all this content early, if you're a listener and you want to see the content early, it's going to be at Ricky Ball Podcast for both Twitter and for TikTok. So if you guys want to check that out, it would be super appreciated. You guys have been killing on there. We've gained like 50 followers in like 30 hours. It's I couldn't ask for a better start to this, but hopefully it translates over to the podcast. So without further ado... Let's get right into it, starting with the first game of the NFL playoffs, starting tomorrow at 3.30 p.m., we have the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. The Seattle Seahawks barely slipped into the playoffs due to a very, very gracious win of the Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers, and they also had to beat the Rams in overtime. So the Seahawks put on a miracle show to make it here and now they're facing the very very dangerous San Francisco 49ers a lot of people picking them to come out of the NFC am I well if you saw my playoff predictions you know that I don't but the Seattle Seahawks are facing the San Francisco 49ers it's it's gonna be a tough one for the Seattle Seahawks uh Brock Purdy is starting I honestly could question right now if he is a better option than the other two quarterbacks in San Francisco. It's kind of hard to read on Trey Lance because we barely got any games out of him, but I do think personally he has played better than Jimmy Garoppolo did this season in the little sample size that we've seen him. Now, is that going to continue? Is he just having a little insanity moment? Who's to say? If he is, this could be a dangerous game. I do think Seattle matches up pretty well against San Francisco if Seattle is able to run the ball well against them. The 49ers defense is one of the most formidable defenses in the NFL, if not the most. It's going to be hard to do anything against this defense. This is truly going to come down to the 49ers offense. Can it score? I believe Seattle has a chance to score some points, but... We know at the end of the day, the 49ers defense is going to get a few stops on them. So the real question is, is that Brock Purdy, can he continue to 
had this fanatic run and and really carry this team to what they hope to be a Super Bowl run. Looking at the position matchups, let's get a little bit more in depth to them at quarterback. We've just seen more of a sample size from Geno. I think they've played at around the same level, um, but we've just seen a bigger sample size with Geno Smith. He's been decently consistent out of a small stretch in the middle of the season. So I am going to give it to Geno Smith. On the running back side, I think the overall core and play of the Seattle Seahawks is better at running back. But if we're talking off true talent uh, and potential to take over a game, CMC of the 49ers is uh, able to take over any game, possibly the best running back in the entire NFL and definitely the playoffs. At wide receiver, I talked about this a lot. A lot of people debated this in the TikTok videos. If I should count the running backs in the receiving game, if they are a receiving back, like Austin Eckler, like Christian McCaffrey. And I personally feel like I should because Christian McCaffrey is one of the biggest parts of the passing game for the 49ers. Eckler basically is the passing game for the Chargers so far this season. So I feel like I should count them. Now, obviously, if there's a running back like, I don't know, Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott, who really aren't a part of the passing game regularly, then it becomes a bit more of a debate. But with this uh, issue, I was really stuck. I think just pure wide receivers, I actually do prefer the Seattle Seahawks with Lockett and Metcalf. But if you include McCaffrey in that discussion, along with Seattle's running backs, I do got to give it to San Francisco. Christian McCaffrey is one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. Then at tight end, got to give it to Kittle. Um, I don't think it's really much of a debate. I do like Fant, uh, but Kittle has got to be where it's at. Then we move on to the O-line. Geno Smith has kind of been running for his life this year, kind of feeling that Russell Wilson experience. And guess who hasn't? The San Francisco quarterbacks, all three of them, even though two of them got injured this year. It's not really the O-line's fault that it happened. So I got to go to San Francisco's O-line on that one. Then moving on to the defense. While I feel that Seattle's defense is one of the most underrated in the NFL, as I just discussed earlier, the San Francisco 49ers defense is without a doubt a top three defense in the league. So undoubtedly, I have to go San Francisco's way. Then I've on the TikTok videos, I've kind of been... Uh, putting special teams and coaching together as one category just because it's unless you have an abysmal special teams or you have abysmal coaching I don't think they really affect the games that much like we did see last year with the Packers and 49ers playoff game that the Packers having a bad special teams really did come back to bite them but I will point it out if a team has such a bad coaching staff or special teams. But I don't think either of these teams really have that bad. In fact, they have some of the better special teams in coaching in the NFL. I do personally feel like the special teams kind of match up a little bit. I think the Seattle Seahawks just might be a little bit better. But with the coaching, I talked about it in the TikTok video. P. Carroll has... A little more experience in the playoffs than Kyle Shanahan does. And Shanahan has a lot of experience in the playoffs. I mean, they've made it the last two, three years uh, under his regime. But Pete Carroll has been here. He has done this so many times. 
I'm not saying it's going to help them win this game or anything, but Pete Carroll just gives them the slight edge in the special teams and coaching category. But overall, the 49ers are winning the position battle matchups, and that is why I'm going to have them win this game. I do think it's going to be a little closer than people are projecting it to be. I think Brock Purdy is not going to live up to the hype that people are putting him up to because they're making him look like a top quarterback in the playoffs. But I do think this is going to be a little bit closer, but the 49ers will pull it off. Then we move on to probably the most exciting matchup of the wildcard weekend, in my personal opinion, in terms of the closeness of the game, the, the, the difficulty it is to pick between these two teams. And that's going to be played tomorrow night in Jacksonville, in Duval, where the Jacksonville Jaguars, the AFC South Division winners, will be hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. It's Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence's first time in the playoffs, the battle of the hair, uh, probably the two best hairdos or top three at least uh, in the entire NFL will be facing off quarterback v quarterback. And listen, the Jags have had a very hot run the second half of the season. The Chargers got hot, then they sort of cooled down for the last couple games of the season, but the Jags have been steaming and that is how they have found themselves in the playoffs, winning some games that no one thought they were going to win. But here they are. They are the number four seed. They're hosting a home playoff game. Who is going to win this one? Listen, the Chargers made a very interesting decision. Uh, Brandon Staley made the interesting decision to play his starters for week 18 and it might cost them Mike Williams it said there is a good chance he might play on Saturday but if he doesn't I think him playing the starters on week 18 will be remembered for a very long time at the quarterback position Trevor Lawrence has played a great season especially the second half has one of the highest ratings if not I may be corrected on this but I think has the highest uh, in the second half of the season, or maybe the last five games. And listen, he has put on a show. But I think we all need to be aware that Justin Herbert is the better quarterback in this matchup. Trevor Lawrence may eventually in his career pass him, but Justin Herbert has played great the last three seasons of his career. And I think he is finally coming in to prove himself He's been put down for not making the playoffs his first two seasons, and he's finally made it, and I think he's ready to put on a show. At running back, no disrespect to Travis Etienne, I am a huge fan of Austin Eckler. I think this man is one of the most consistent players in the NFL. He just, he doesn't run the ball a bunch, but when he does, he runs it well. The man can catch, and that will take us into our wide receivers as I am taking Eckler in the running back matchup. At the wide receivers, the same situation I was talking about with the 49ers and Seahawks, a lot of people were pressed about me putting Eckler in the discussion, and he is, he is the receiving leader, I think, for the Los Angeles Chargers this season, so if he's not allowed to be considered in that discussion, then what's the point of him being able to catch the ball? So the Los Angeles Chargers are going to win this matchup, even though the Jaguars wide receivers have been great this season. 
Zay Jones has had a resurgence like no other in the second half of the season. And Christian Kirk, an over 1,000-yard receiving season, he has proven that he should be living up to the contract that he was given. I am going to give it to the Chargers, but I'm very cautious that Mike Williams might not be playing uh, tomorrow night. If he doesn't, I do like the Jaguars wide receiving core, but if he is playing, undoubtedly I'm going the Chargers way on this one. Then at tight end, listen, I mold this one over and over and over again. This is by far one of the closer matchups position-wise in the playoffs between Gerald Everett and Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram had a spectacular second half of the season. The man played spectacular. But what I talked about in my video is Gerald Everett just has a little bit more of consistency in this season. So I am going to give the slightest of edges to Gerald Everett in this matchup, even though he didn't have the electric performances that Evan Ingram did. He's just been a much more consistent tight end throughout the entirety of the regular season. Then moving on to O-line, both of these quarterbacks have kind of been running for them for their lives, and it really could go either way. But there's one issue with this. Trevor Lawrence is a bit more of a mobile quarterback than Justin Herbert is, so having a bad O-line is kind of a little bit more accessible and open of a possibility for the Jaguars. So just because of that, I think they're pretty even in terms of mediocrity at the O-line position. I think the Jags are a little bit more able to have that be a problem than the Chargers. Then on defense, both of these teams had a real turnaround in the second half of the season in terms of defense. Both of them started off extremely weak and have come into their own the second half of the season, just like with O-line, except the opposite reason, because they got good. Uh, they're very even, and literally the only reason I'm going to go the Chargers' way on this one is because all of those free agent signings that they made over the offseason um, have the possibility and have turned it around in the second half of the season, and I know that if they play at their highest potential, as they have shown, they cannot be stopped. There is absolutely no way. So I'm going the Chargers way on defense. Then on the special teams and coaching side, the special teams, both of these are average. Uh, the Chargers definitely have the better special team over the Jaguars. The kicker, I couldn't even tell you his name. It's kind of a nobody. Um, I saw him miss a decent amount of easy field goals this year. That's all I can say. But here's where the Jaguars are going to take this category. Brandon Staley is not a good coach. Uh, I think he showed that by starting his starters in week 18. And I think he showed it before then. He's just not a good play caller. On the other side, I absolutely love Doug Peterson. The man has the most courage and confidence I have ever seen in a coach. The man went for two against the Baltimore Ravens that got them that victory in the regular season. I just love Doug Peterson. I think he's one of the coolest, best coaches in the NFL, in my personal opinion. I know the stats won't show that as much. 
but I'm going Doug Peterson's way on this one. So the Jaguars are going to win the special teams and coaching, but who is going to win this game? It's a very even matchup at the positions. Uh, I, I This is going to be the most exciting, in my personal opinion, game of the wildcard weekend. But Justin Herbert's just got too much to prove. The Jaguars remind me a lot of the Bengals team from last season, but I just don't think they have that same kind of road ahead of them. I think they have a lot more of difficulty with teams. Uh, even if you beat the Chargers, you're probably going to have to face the Chiefs in the second round. I just don't see that same run in the Jaguars that I did in the Bengals last season. So I think Justin Herbert has a lot to prove, and he's going to prove it on Saturday, even if it ends the next weekend. I got the Chargers winning this matchup. Then moving on to our Sunday slate, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time, the Dolphins will be heading to Buffalo to pay, play the Bills. These teams played twice in the regular season. They're playing for the third time. The series split ended 1-1. And listen, the Bills are out for blood. Tua, thankfully, is not playing in this game. This game is not going to be close. I see a lot of people trying to be sneaky and picking the Dolphins to win this game. You're not sliding by us. The Bills own this matchup. We'll we'll go through real quickly the position battle matchup. Um, but this game is not going to be close. That quarterback's Kyler Thompson versus Josh Allen. I don't even need to talk about that one. It's Josh Allen at the running back. Both of these teams don't heavily rely on their running game. I do think the Dolphins running backs have a little more potential to break out than the Bills, so I'm going with the Dolphins. At wide receiver, you gotta go with the Dolphins here. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is one of the most formidable duos in the NFL. At tight end, I'm giving the slight edge to Dawson Knox. Both of them, I think, are some of the most underrated. Gesicki and Knox, the most underrated tight ends in the league, but I'm going to give it to Dawson Knox. At O-line, Josh Allen does run for his life a decent amount of the time, but I think I'm going to give the slight edge to his side just because the O-line has obviously, unfortunately, allowed some rough sacks on the Dolphins quarterbacks. At defense... The Dolphins' defense has been great this season, but we all know what the Bills' defense can do, and it has proved it multiple times this season. If they are able to be somewhat healthy for this matchup, there is a chance they might be able to shut out the Miami Dolphins. Then finally, on the special teams and coaching, I do really like Sean McDermott. I think he is a great coach. Obviously, he's led them in multiple division crowns, the last few seasons but gosh do I love Mike McDaniels I I just I I think I speak for most people when I say I truly do like Mike McDaniels even though if it seems his magic is starting to slightly run out the second half of the season I absolutely do love him and if I'm being honest the Dolphins would not be in the playoffs if it wasn't for Jason Sanders kicking that game-winning field goal so I think I might give both categories on the Dolphins side there so the position battle matchup shows a close game but listen I personally believe as my own opinion that the NFL is a quarterback game Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the NFL Skylar Thompson is absolutely not that uh he is not 
anywhere near a top five quarterback. He's not even a top five quarterback in the playoffs and you're facing against 14 of them. But the Bills are going to win this game handedly. I don't see this being close. So let's go ahead and move on to a matchup that I will do think will be close between the three seeded Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants at the six seed. Both of these teams are considered frauds. Both of them not expected whoever wins this matchup to make it past the divisional. I had different plans in my playoff predictions. If you want to go check those out, either in Tuesday's episode or at Rookie Ball Podcast on TikTok or on Twitter. Uh, so the New York Giants are heading to Minnesota to face off against them. Let's go into the position battle matchup at quarterback. A lot of people got pressed over me picking Daniel Jones over Kirk Cousins. I think... Given this offseason, the Giants have some money. If the Giants are able to get a few weapons or even just one for Daniel Jones, he is going to show you his true potential. I think Daniel Jones is a much better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. He just doesn't have the weapons to prove it. Kirk Cousins is still good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going with Daniel Jones over him, especially in this matchup. At running back, Dalvin Cook is great, but Saquon is better. Saquon is probably debating himself as the best running back in the NFL this season and most likely in the playoffs. And he is going to run and run and run the ball this Sunday afternoon against the Minnesota Vikings defense. Will it work? I guess we'll have to see but they are going to run it as much as they humanly can. At wide receiver, this one is not even in a debate. It's really hard to beat the Vikings at the wide receiver matchup, especially if you probably have the worst wide receiving core in the NFL, and that is the New York Giants. So I gotta give that one to the Vikings very handedly. Then at the tight end position, TJ Hawkinson was a great addition to the Minnesota Vikings this season. What a midseason trade for them. And he has proven that it was a good deal because he has done amazing for them in the second half of the season. So I got to go the Vikings way. Then at O-line, Daniel Jones is one of the most sacked quarterbacks over the last couple seasons alongside Joe Burrow. The O-line for the Giants has played slightly better this season but still not very great. So I'm going to go the Minnesota Vikings way on that one as well. Then on the defense, the Minnesota Vikings defense, when they play at their best, is an amazing defense. And I think we have all seen it at its best this season. But the New York Giants defense has been so consistent and it is, in my opinion, the reason they are in the playoffs the Giants offense can't put up many points, but the defense allows so little points that the offense small amount of points is just enough. I think if the Broncos would have been able to just flip one stone over, they would have been the Giants of this season. The defense was just able to hold teams to so little points, but the offense just had enough for the New York Giants to make the playoffs this season. And so I am going to give the defense over there then with the special teams and coaching both of these teams have done decent in both sides the coaches have obviously surprised everyone on both sides but I do personally believe 
and some people may disagree with me on this one. The Giants coaching staff, just as a whole, I think understands their game a little bit more than the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings having Justin Jefferson are just under the impression that when they do need to throw the ball, they can just throw the ball. The Giants know that they are not able to throw the ball for the majority of the game. They know that this is a running team that slowly grinds and beats a team by a few points because the defense plays a spectacular job against the other team's offense. I just personally believe that the coaching staff of the New York Giants understand their game plan. I don't think it's going to help them win this game, but understanding your team is the first step in creating a Super Bowl champion. Who is going to win this game? The matchups make it look decently close, and I do think it is going to be an extremely close game between these two. It is going to be one score but I am going the higher seed on this one. I have the Minnesota Vikings winning this game. Then we move on to the Sunday night football game between the Cincinnati Bengals, who will be hosting as the three seed against the number six seeded Baltimore Ravens. Along with the Bills and Dolphins, this is the third time these two teams are matching up the season, also along with the Seahawks and 49ers. I just noticed that we have three divisional matchups in the wild card game. The Ravens will be without Lamar Jackson on Sunday. A lot of people are writing them off because of that. And as a Bengals fan myself, I want everyone to know that we should not be writing off the Baltimore Ravens. This team has been able to persevere through a lot of injuries this season and have found themselves in the playoffs as the sixth seed nonetheless they are able to pull out a victory here and I want everyone to be aware that this is not going to be as much of a cakewalk run for the Cincinnati Bengals like it was last season outside of the Chiefs game the Baltimore Ravens are going to be tough Whoever they face in the division round, whoever wins this game is going to be tough. And whoever they face in the championship game is going to be tough. The AFC is a hard road to go through this season. Who is going to win this matchup? Let's talk about the position by position at quarterback. Joe Burrow, even if Lamar was playing, I'm going to pick Joe Burrow in this matchup. But since it seems like it is going to be Tyler Huntley or possibly Anthony Brown Jr., uh, I'm going to have to go with Joe Burrow. At running back, I think we all know that the running back core and the running back strategy of the Baltimore Ravens is better than the Cincinnati Bengals. They are without Lamar Jackson as one of their leading rushers. But just like I said with the Seahawks and the 49ers game, I do like the Seahawks running game much more. I think they will have more running yards. I think they will have that play into their game plan more. But off of star power, I do personally believe that Joe Mixon is a bit better than J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins absolutely has the potential to be better than Joe Mixon, but I think right now in their careers in this season, he has played better, and that is because of injuries, I will admit. At wide receiver, it's not much of a debate. The Bengals, in my opinion, have the best wide receiver core in the playoffs and in the NFL. 
T. Higgins and Jamar Chase should be having a bit of a field day in this game if they play at their best. And Tyler Boyd is also there as the best wide receiver three in the NFL. And you can't debate that. Please, nobody try to debate that. So I'm going to go the Bengals way on that one. Then moving on to the tight end. Mark Andrews, in my opinion, is a top three. Obviously not close to number one. He is a top three tight end in the league. And as much as I love Hayden Hurst's energy, I got to go Mark Andrews way on that one then onto the O-line. I think you know where I'm going to go with this one. The Bengals offensive line, they are missing a few pieces uh, for this game with Lael Collins and Alex Kappa both being out for this game. And that is going to be a huge loss, but even if they did have them, the Ravens offensive line has played amazing this season as they have the last few seasons. The Ravens offensive line seems to consistently be good. So I'm going to go the Ravens side. Then we move on to the defense. Listen, the defense of the Cincinnati Bengals is by far the most underrated defense in the NFL. Does it mean that they are better than the Baltimore Ravens defense? Absolutely not. The Ravens have a top three defense in the league. Undoubtedly, they are top three in most categories defensively. But it is not by as much as a lot of people consider it. The Bengals defense, there's no real stars on it. I guess you could argue that Jesse Bates and Trey Hendrickson are stars, and they are in their in their defense, but this team just gels. Nobody really sticks out. We don't have that multi-million dollar contract type player, but they know how to stick together and work as a team. But the Ravens defense does overpower them just slightly. Then moving on to the special teams and coaching, the the Ravens sweep in both categories. Justin Tucker is the best kicker in the NFL. Evan McPherson still has a bit of a way to go to reach his type of level. And seasons like this are not going to get him anywhere closer. And John Harbaugh, even though I love Zach Taylor, he has brought in so much excitement to the city of Cincinnati. John Harbaugh is one of the most legendary coaches in the NFL. And he is a much better coach than Zach Taylor I just got to be honest with that one but what does that mean for the overall game listen like I said I just believe that it is a quarterback game the NFL is and Joe Burrow just overpowers whichever quarterback starts for the Baltimore Ravens and I don't think the cornerbacks of the Baltimore Ravens will be able to keep up with the wide receivers of the Bengals I think it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people are expecting and it is scary being a Bengals fan. I, I think this is going to be a very exciting game, one of the better of the weekends. But I got to go the Cincinnati Bengals way on this one as we move into our final game of the weekend between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of people are very excited for this matchup, as it showed, because this is my highest viewed video on my TikTok of analyzing this game because it's two of the biggest fan bases. The Dallas Cowboys fans are out and ready, and the Tom Brady fans are out and ready. I don't know about many Buccaneers fans, as I have seen their home crowds this season, and they switch up like no other. Uh, so I believe that most of them are probably Tom Brady fans. But let's go into the position by position here at quarterback. I do like Dak, but obviously Tom Brady is going to overpower him in this matchup. 
Then on the running backs, I talked about in my most recent video on the TikTok account that the Zeke and Pollard duo might make them the best running back core in the playoffs, maybe in the NFL. Overall talent of a single player, I think there are teams that overpower them. But in terms of the running game, I just absolutely love the Dallas Cowboys there. Then moving on to the wide receivers, a lot of people debated me on this one in the comments. I do believe that Mike Evans and CeeDee Lamb match up pretty well, pretty even at the wide, run, wide receiver one position. At the wide receiver two, we have Michael Gallup versus Chris Godwin. Michael Gallup is a great wide receiver two for the Cowboys system. They like to run the ball, so Gallup being a two option is not bad at all. Going off of pure talent and potential to break out in a game and really steal the win for their team, Chris Godwin is overall a better player than Michael Gallup. A lot of people arguing me on that one, talking about also including Pollard, but I think you also do include Fournette in the Bucks game, and he's honestly been pretty decent and under the radar uh, as a receiver this season. So I am going to go the Bucks way on that one. Then at tight end, Dalton Schutz, I believe he's playing. Um, yeah, he's playing. So I'm going to give it to Dalton Schutz on the tight end side over Cameron Brate. No offense to him. It's just... It's not a close debate. Then on O-line, a lot of people got on me about this one. I did pick the Bucks O-line on this one, and I'm still picking it now. I'm staying true to what I decided. I'm not letting people sway me. Listen, the Cowboys offensive line has been great this season. The running backs would not be doing well without them. But I know what the Bucks' offensive line can be. And they've had some injuries. They've had some crazy injuries this season. It seems like they're getting a decent amount of those injuries back for this game. I know what the Bucks' offensive line can do. I think everyone knows what a full healthy Bucks' offensive line can do. And that is protect the hell out of Tom Brady. And that is why I am sticking with Tampa Bay for the offensive line. Then moving on to the defense, I talked about it by my best by position video on TikTok. Go check it out. If you want to see it early, go check it out. But I personally believe that the Dallas Cowboys have the best defense in the NFL playoffs, in the NFL overall, but especially in the NFL playoffs. I do think there are some great defenses, and I talked about the 49ers are on their butt about it, but I do believe the Dallas Cowboys have the best defense, so they overpower what was once a great Buccaneers defense, not as much this season. Then moving on to the special teams and coaching. Listen, I know that the Cowboys kicker, Brett Maher, has a great leg and, and has accuracy. He leads the league in points by kickers this season, but that just means he's had more opportunities. I don't think there is a huge difference between the kickers and the, and the special teams overall of these two teams. But there is one thing that the Bucks don't have that the Cowboys do. And that is Mike McCarthy. The worst coach in the NFL. Undoubtedly behind maybe, maybe a couple coaches that just got fired. Um, Mike McCarthy is absolutely abysmal as a coach in the NFL. So even though I don't like Todd Bowles, I don't think he's that great of a coach. He is better than Mike McCarthy. 
So that is the position by position matchups. Who was going to win this game? I picked the five seed over the four seed in the last 5-4 uh, matchup. And I'm going to do it again. I like the Cowboys to beat the Bucks. The Bucks had a losing season. They had a losing record. There's absolutely no reason that they should win this matchup. I have the Dallas Cowboys winning. And those are my in-depth analysis predictions for the wildcard weekend. So if you did happen to watch the TikToks and the tweets and then came over here and listened to the episode, you can see there is a bit more of a deep dive, a more availability for me to talk slower and truly get into my thoughts of each game compared to the videos. But if you want to see my opinions early, they are there at Rookie Ball Podcast. So those are my predictions for this weekend. You may be asking, Phoenix, you did not say your lock of the week and you know what. If you are a new listener, you might not know what. But let's talk about my lock of the week. My lock of the week, undoubtedly, is going to be the Buffalo Bills over the Miami Dolphins. You play a divisional opponent three times in a season. You never know what can happen, especially when the series ends 1-1. But I just believe the Bills overpower the Dolphins. Skylar Thompson is not going to have some Nick Foles-type story here. The Buffalo Bills are my lock of the week to win. And listen. I didn't have any crazy upsets, um, but you may be asking, Phoenix, what is your upset of the week? My upset of the week, I guess, is going to have to be the Chargers over the Jaguars. I was thinking about saying the Cowboys over the Bucks, um, but the Jaguars have a winning record this season. The Bucks don't. So I think I'm going to have to pick the Chargers over the Jags, even though they have a better record than the Jaguars. So it's not truly an upset, but I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers over the Jacksonville Jaguars as my upset of the week. Hopefully there is more possibility for a real upset uh, next week. Although I do see a world where the Giants beat the Vikings, a world where the Ravens beat the Bengals, Bucks beat the Cowboys, and... Honestly, there is a world where the Seahawks beat the 49ers. The only game I see absolutely going one way and no other is the Bills over the Dolphins, given why it is my lock of the week. So, those are my predictions. We'll get into the recap of them Tuesday. And also Tuesday, we are going to be moving out of the NFL just for a second to talk about my NBA All-Star votes. If you want to see me voting... Uh, live, it's going to be on TikTok at some point next week, probably before Tuesday. So if you want to see that, go ahead and check it out when it comes out. So without further ado, guys, that is going to be the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around. And once again, appreciations for the love that has been shown on the other platforms. So I will see you guys on Tuesday and I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here!